So the big question is this, how are entrepreneurs like us who have blindly jumped into our calling? How do we take our idea of a business and turn it into a vehicle to help others and get paid while doing it? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Asa Woodruff and welcome to the Relations Marketing Show. It's beautiful this morning, pretty quiet, um, pretty stale sky, but it's it's like this beautiful blue on the horizon, and then when I look straight up, it's kind of grayish, beautiful, um, but good morning, everybody, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, I just want to welcome you back to the Relations Marketing Show. Today we're talking about the value ladder. What is the value ladder and why you don't need a traditional business plan if you have this. So last podcast, we talked about the perfect webinar script, which is more than just a video. It's more than just, you know, like a script that you would read from a movie. If you think about it that way on a video, it's It's a framework you can use in any sales environment. If you're doing a live presentation, if you're doing an email sequence, you can use it in each email. If you're doing a product launch, you can do it um, first part of the webinar in the first week of the product launch and then second and third and third, you know, in any, any format, you could even do potentially like a sales letter format, right? Whatever it be. It is the perfect script learned from Expert Secrets, where he goes in depth, right? When I read Dotcom Secrets, which is the key to building your online company with sales funnels, he talked, there's a lot of scripts in that book, like headline scripts, um, you know, anything really, like multiple sales scripts, epiphany bridge story scripts, all that stuff. And that's all there present in dot-com secrets. But in expert secrets, he goes in depth about the psychology, about why this, not only do they work, right? Not only giving you the, the case study that has helped him and many other people, but also giving you a better understanding as to why to use this and in what situation do we change, etc., etc. So talking about that, the next section of the book is about applying because I've now I'm I'm like three quarters of the way through the book. I have one more section left. And the after reading the whole book, the last section is how to apply. I think it's I think it's called how to apply expert secrets to your value ladder. So reading this book. My goal with these three books, dot-com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets, were to read through all of them, soak it up as best I can with taking notes and highlighting, but not necessarily applying these things, especially because expert secrets is more from a, it's more, you definitely learn the psychology of a sales process but in most cases um a lot of it maybe can't be used until you've been in that space for a while right you you 
The first section of the book is how to become an expert, which I made a podcast on becoming an expert. And, but it, it, it can't really happen unless you've, unless you've done it, right? You have to do it for yourself and then you have to do it for other people. And then that's when you can become the expert at that point. You have two options. You can either go down the agency route and continue to provide the service on a higher scale. Or you can go down the coaching and consulting route where you teach people the skills that you've learned, right? You could potentially do a combination of both, right? Um, and that's that's the road of becoming an expert. We talked about that more in depth, and there's more stages and processes. You can check that out, becoming an expert. But that was the first section of this book. So going into this book, I thought there's definitely things I can pull out of here. They're going to be extremely helpful and useful that I can actually apply However, there's also a large majority that is not yet applicable to me in my business. And I know that because I'm at, the, I'm at the, the part where I have to first do it for myself. Fucking loud car. Oh, man. I have to first do it for myself and then do it for other people. And then I'm on, I'm on the road right now of becoming an expert. I'm on that journey. But I cannot clarify or, or declare myself as an expert. So the last section of this book is, once again, applying expert secrets to your value ladder. So under the impression that your value ladder is already built, it's already, if you're a business and you've came and potentially you've read dot-com secrets and you've used that and applied it to your business, you've seen a success... Now you're reading Expert Secrets, how we can use or leverage our skill to not only make more money, but read this book and convert our customers into lifelong fanatics, right? That's what we're trying to do in this book. So this whole section is going to be, I will definitely be able to use it to apply to my value ladder, but like I said, a lot of it would would work much better if somebody was already an expert. If you were an expert in weight loss, if you're a dentist, if you're a chiropractor, you've been doing this, right? Or even if you're selling coaching and consulting on whatever, it could be anything really, like any type of business, right? Any type of business, even a chef, right? Which is also kind of coaching, right? Like you could sell your, like look at Gordon Ramsay, he's got a masterclass and stuff like that, right? Um, so a value ladder, if you don't know what it is, is essentially your business plan, right? You you might've heard of business plans before or even seen them. And it's like, you it's everything, you know, what's the name of the business? What What is your marketing plan? What does that look like? What channels of advertising are you going to go down? What's your one-year plan? What's your five-year plan? What's your plan to, you know, for the short for, for the short term, like one year, like I said, and then what's your plan to scale? Once you get to this number, then what? Then it's like, it's, it's going over everything, right? And obviously this plan will, will change and modify, definitely. The value ladder is essentially, you could think about it, you could think of it as, it's the plan of 
it's essentially the business plan, right? It's think of, wish I had a picture here, but, or visual, draw a line that just goes up like, like two inches and then right two inches and then up two inches and then right two inches and then up two inches and right two inches. And essentially you have a scare, a staircase. Okay. The, the bottom of that ladder is going to be the cheapest thing that gives away the least amount of value, essentially, essentially. Um, although your, your front, your front of the funnel thing, your front end funnel should be something extremely valuable. It's, you're going to give it away for free or very cheap. Okay. And then once you go up the the step of the value ladder, it's going to be more expensive and might have a little more value, more application in your customer's life. And then up, it gets more expensive, up, it's more expensive. Okay. So it's simply the visual we're looking at is basically a staircase where at the bottom you have your cheapest thing and it keeps getting more expensive, more expensive, more expensive, but also more, more value as you go up the ladder. Okay. So the reason this thing is so important and essentially replaces your business plan is because at the front you have, you essentially have laid out exactly how you're going to bring your customer into your business and how you're going to accelerate them through your business or up your value ladder, how you're going to ascend them. So you bring them in with a front end funnel. It might be a lead magnet, something you give away for free, right? Push your email in to get this thing or you hop on a website. It's like, take your body fat quiz or take your whatever quiz. Are you this, right? You take the quiz and it's like, okay, where should we send your results? You put in your email, you get the results, boom, you you got some value, you interacted with something. Now, as a business, I have your email. And doing this thousands and thousands and thousands, 10,000, 100,000, millions of times, now you have an email list, okay? So these people who came in through the front of your funnel, they didn't necessarily purchase anything or if they did, it was very cheap, like maybe seven, 10 bucks or a dollar or something like that, right? Maybe they didn't buy anything, but now you've qualified them as a prospect or as somebody who is interested in potentially what you have to offer. Although you haven't presented an offer for them to buy, you've qualified them as somebody who is interested in your business, your niche, whatever it be. If you're in weight loss and they took a quiz on um, their body type or something like that, they're interested, right? So you've qualified them in that regard. Then the next step would be to qualify them as a buyer. So you qualified them as a prospect, but you have not qualified them as a purchaser, someone who will buy your thing. So that doesn't need to be something really expensive. You would not give them something that is a thousand dollars right after they just got your free thing right conversion is going to be very very low not a lot of people are going to buy it so the next thing you introduce to them is your cheap cheaper thing right if they just got something for free maybe you introduce to them a seven dollar thing okay 
if now even if it was just a dollar or seven dollars you qualified them as somebody who's willing to take out their credit card and put it in and purchase your thing whatever it is and that's that's the first two two steps of the funnel or the value ladder excuse me qualifying them as a as a prospect and then qualifying them as a buyer and from that point you keep ascending them up the value ladder and there's a lot of things you can do from this point there's it's not although the linear path is is up and more valuable you keep giving them more value and they and they in exchange for more money that's the way it should work from this point if you have a main offer you have not necessarily introduced to introduced them to it yet so let's say that front end thing let's say they took a quiz right let's just use fitness for an example for the rest of this let's say they took a quiz on their body type okay took a quiz on their body type they put their email in to get sent the results they got sent the results they looked over it boom now you've qualified them as a prospect someone who's interacted with the thing that you have and they kind of feel it, it feels good when people interact with with something they feel like they're part of something okay now from that point let's say that cheap thing that dollar or seven dollar or ten dollar thing let's say you had written a book about um the best practices as this or this or this right like a fitness coach or a trainer i'm a 10-year personal trainer here are 20 of the best um exercises distilled down or the the best meal plans maybe you sell a cookbook for like a dollar five dollars or seven dollars boom if they buy that now they're qualified as a buyer somebody who will purchase their thing even though it's cheap it doesn't matter because a buyer is a buyer is a buyer if they buy the seven dollar thing they are probably maybe willing to buy to buy the hundred dollar thing the five hundred dollar thing the thousand dollar and upward right so from that point now they have they took the quiz they've gone through this cookbook now the next thing you could sell is the implementation of the cookbook or of whatever your product is so there's there's this company called bulletproof coffee and if you haven't heard of it it's essentially you know like premium coffee they first they first i i've i've actually ended up purchasing their stuff but they're, that's a, they're a really good business because the first thing that they'll introduce you to if you're a cold lead and you don't know who they are is potentially their blog or I'm not sure the free things they have, but they probably have some recipes, etc. You can look up Bulletproof Coffee and there are recipes on how to do it from them without their stuff, right? Without their specific coffee, without their specific butter, without their specific mct oil so basically what bulletproof coffee is is premium coffee okay it's just i don't know you could probably use any coffee and then uh ghee butter grass-fed ghee butter or just grass-fed cow butter something that's really healthy and then a form of mct oil okay and they obviously have their own product of all of these things that i listed and they sell that so when they have, when you look up Bulletproof Coffee, if you're, if uh, you were wondering what it is, you might go to their blog where, where they show you how to make it and they tell you how to make it. 
And in that blog, they're going to have their recipe with their products, right? So that's kind of the free thing, showing you how to make it, giving you value. They're not keeping the recipe quiet. They're not trying to hide it. They're giving it out there. But if you want the best bulletproof coffee, you should get this, this, and this from our website, right? So let's say you took a quiz on your body type. Boom, they're qualified as a prospect. You got the cookbook on how to make bulletproof coffee, how to make all these other keto options that bulletproof coffee actually offers, right? And then you qualify them as you've qualified them as a buyer with the cookbook potentially. And then the next step is you can sell you could potentially sell just the product, right? Because in the cookbook, it's like, oh, you can do this, this, and this. But if you want the best stuff, maybe you use our product, right? That's what that's going to look like. And then they'll end up buying your buying your stuff, which is like, I just bought the starter pack, which is like coffee, the ghee butter, and like brain octane MCT oil. And it's like 50 or 60 bucks, right? So, I mean, I'm qualified now, right? They, I'm a buyer, so... If I'm on their email list, I'm going to continue to get stuff from them when they have new products released. Um, maybe they give me a free shirt. They might send me a free hat or something like that. Um, now I'm on their list and they can continue to sell to me because I'm qualified as a buyer. Okay. What you could do as well. I mean, there's so many different options. Like you qualify them as a prospect. Essentially, the, the frame is qualify them as a prospect, qualify them as a buyer and then you can continue to give them your offers that you think they need, okay? So in the case of this fitness, um, they, they let's say you give them a workout plan or something, right? A workout program for pretty cheap, like seven, 10 bucks, right? And they go through it and maybe, maybe now you know that they have this stuff, but maybe they're not applying it, right? So you could sell the implementation of that program you could sell them the accountability of that program so that's the next thing that obviously would be more expensive because you're putting some of your time into it or potentially you have a big company and maybe someone's just holding them accountable right so now you're selling the implementation of thing give away the free value and sell the implementation okay that's that's something you could do as well so the value ladder is simply cheap or it could be free to cheap to more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. And each level is getting more valuable to them. Okay, so one last time, qualify them as a prospect with your free or very cheap thing. Qualify them as a buyer with your cheap thing, right? And then you sell them the offers that they think they need. And each offer, as you go up each step and each step and each step, okay? The first thing might be a... um, a done, what is it, done for you service, or excuse me, do it yourself service, right? So that's the first value is do it yourself, right? So I sell you this thing, but you have to do it all on your own, okay? And then the next step is done with you. So my team or myself will help you uh, with this and will implement it into your business, implement it into your life, right? That's what the training would look like. And then done for you, is something that's completely done and you don't have to worry about it. And obviously that thing will get more expensive. Do it yourself would be cheaper. 
done with you would be a little more expensive and done for you would be the most expensive, the most high tier thing. 2,500, 10,000, 100,000, a million dollars for done for you services, right? So that's what that value ladder looks like. And that value ladder is literally your business plan to how you're going to get customers and how you're going to ascend them to your higher thing, to your higher whatever, right? And once you once you qualify that that prospect and once you qualify them as a buyer, you don't have to pay for that customer again. Once you buy them or once you excuse me, not buy them. Once you um pay for the traffic on different paid sources, Facebook, whatever it be, Google, anything. You pay for it once and once you qualify them, then they're your customers for life and you keep selling those same customers. And how do you do that? By going up the value ladder. You don't give them the free thing and sell them the $1,000 thing. They're not going to buy. You keep selling them, but in an order that makes sense for them. You're giving them the next thing they need. You're selling them the next thing. So you open up their idea with a, with a quiz, for example, their mind, right? Then the next thing they need is they're like, oh, okay, I want to I wanna get healthy, right? You sell them the cookbook or you sell them the, the training plan for free or for really cheap. Um, but it's a do-it-yourself thing. They have to do it and they have to hold themselves accountable. And then the next thing you sell them, they might not be applying it, is the done with you. Okay? It's going to obviously be more expensive, but it's going to uh, help them uh, hold them accountable. Right? And the next thing is the, is the done for you. And I don't, I don't know what that done for you would look like with fitness. But it would... I don't know. It would probably be... I don't know if it would be completely done for you, but it'd be a more expensive done with you service. Something where if I was a personal trainer, I would completely, you know, I would go through a whole session with them face to face, hold them accountable, send them meal plans and potentially, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this probably wouldn't work online. I was saying if you're an in-person or if you're, if you're a gym, the most expensive thing you would offer is a, um, probably like i'll go buy groceries for you right you just give me the money but i'll go do it for you and i'll buy everything that you need so it's in your house and it's ready to go and you have no more excuses so each step of the value ladder is getting more expensive but you're spending more of your time trying to help these people and the most expensive thing is the thing that's going to get them the results the fastest but they don't know that and you have to show them that you have to walk them through this process it's the difference between going up to a girl and saying can I kiss you, please? Right. Or maybe you don't say please, whatever. <laughs> um, and it's the difference between that and meeting somebody, right? Getting to know them, talking to them, taking them on a date and then another date. And maybe you kiss them and taking them on another date. It's the difference between let me kiss you and taking them through this process. Who is more likely to um, give you a kiss or become your girlfriend or whatever it be, right? So think about it like that. Um, look up the value ladder um, from Russell Brunson so you can get a visual. But this is literally your business plan, right? And you just add, you know, how are you going to, what, what traffic sources are you going to use? Um, but this is simply how you're going to ascend your customer through your business. This is your business. The value ladder is your business. That's what your business looks like. That's it. Okay. So that's the value ladder. And now 
I'm going to go read Expert Secrets, how to apply what I've learned from this book that we've talked about in the past three, four, five podcasts. How do we apply this to my value ladder? Okay. So thank you guys for listening so much. Thank you for listening to the Relations Marketing Show. I'll catch you in the next one.